Transition Radio from San Diego, exploring the world of change with you. Are you ready to take your life to a new level? Join transition coaches and best-selling authors Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster as they explore strategies to navigate changes in health, relationships, money, career, and so much more. Get the information and tools to make your life smoother, easier, and more productive. And now, your hosts, Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster. Welcome to Transition Radio. We're so glad to have you here with us today. Everybody's talking NFL. Super Bowl is the big talk. And here we are today with Lionel Hamilton, who was Super Bowl champion in 2010 with the New Orleans Saints. Saints. (laughs) And Brock Watson, who is the commissioner of NFL Leagues United. We've got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about, Ken. We sure do, because these two gentlemen have had uh, careers in uh, several different areas, and now they're transitioning into areas to make a difference in uh, the lives of many people here Mm -hmm. in San Diego and actually around the world. So this is going to be a a show that uh, is going to impact a lot of people. I think so, too. I'm so excited and delighted that they're here because they are extraordinary human beings. And not just, you know, both have been blessed in many ways. And we were talking recently about what does it mean to be blessed? And what does it mean to be a success or a star or someone who impacts others? Well, you know, it's interesting because we hear a lot about uh, uh, superstars on radio, TV, and, you know, people that are making positive impacts, uh, you know, going from drug addiction into empowering uh, themselves and the lives of many, many mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people that are transitioning in health and careers. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there um, that are on the radio, that are on the media. But, you know, the interesting thing is there's a lot of stars that are everyday people. And everyday people who are showing up, stepping up, and really making a difference. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today is uh, the seven habits that make positive impactors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did a little research. I, uh, I went in, I meditated on it this morning. I thought about it and I thought, you know, there are qualities that each one of us that when you're ready to make a difference in the world have to connect to. And the first quality that I uh, came up with was you got to find out who you are. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know who you are, how are you going to make a difference, right? Absolutely. You know, and what I mean by that is not not who your ego is, but who you are as a soul, mm-hmm. as a spirit, as mm-hmm. a person that has gifts and talents and abilities to bring in to this world. And I think that starts with values. You mm-hmm. have to decide, you know, what's most important to you in this world. Because when you can start to do that, you can start to connect with what's really important, whether it be your family, your community, your, your, your team your uh, your um, your spiritual community. What is important to you? Yeah. Maybe it's personal growth, okay? Mm-hmm. Well. And I, I think along with that is people who um, are dedicated to to giving, you know. Well, giving meaning and purpose. Giving meaning and purpose, yeah. yeah. yeah living their life from meaning and purpose, right? right? That's um, so huge. You know, just recently, I, I I was dealing with a couple of clients who have really made it in, in terms of what the world considers making it, but both are going through like emotional crises because they don't have the depth of the foundation of really having a sense of 
contributing in a way that has meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. It really anchors you, I think, when you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, that goes back to values, doesn't it? You know, that's that piece mm -hmm. about what's most important in my life. You know, and when we can start mm -hmm. to figure out our values, you know, uh, whether it's God first, you know, family first, uh, career, whatever, whatever it is for right. you, right. you can start to figure out uh, some meaning in your life. You know, number three is the, the positive impactors, they look to better themselves consistently. Mm -hmm. That's it's, huge. Isn't that huge? Yeah, it's huge because you know what? So many people just go, it's too hard. Right. I can't do it. Or, oh, I tried. It didn't work out. You know, I think the ones that make a difference in the world are the ones that go, okay, today was tough. I'll try again tomorrow. Exactly. And keep trying to get to that place where you're better. Exactly. Right. Number four, um, they create win-wins. They're always looking for win-wins. They want to win, but you know what? They're always looking for others to win mm -hmm. along the way. Mm, so nice. if they come out and they uh, create a business, their businesses a lot of times are businesses that help other people win, empower themselves, and mm -hmm. lift themselves up. Yes. That's the win-win solution. Yes, for, uh, I think for a better world, mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. And number five is? Well, they invest their time, energy, and effort <clears throat> in growing themselves and growing others. Beautiful. Well, that's certainly the two men we have in the room today. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Hardly wait to get them on. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, number six is, uh, it's kind of along the same lines, they're empowering others, mm -hmm. right? How that's many people huge. have you empowered, Paula? Just oh come, coming into your practice, and I know you're a humble person, but, you know, honestly, you've empowered many, many people that have gone through grief crises. Absolutely you know, in challenges that they just couldn't figure out themselves. Well, I think for me, that's always been the focus. I don't want to be that therapist that people are dependent on, that they can't make a move without. So I'm big on teaching tools, especially using mind-body tools to help people have something to fall back on in between sessions and so that their life just keeps getting progressively better. I think empowering people is where it's at. I think it is. You know, when you think about life in general and you think about why are we here, what are we doing, right? How, you know, what happens in, you know, when we transition from here, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think about the fact that, you know, we change maybe form, but, you know, we're there. You're there. I'm there. You know, uh, Lionel's there. Everybody's, in, you know, in another realm maybe, mm -hmm. but we're still there with this, with this sense of heart and purpose or passion or what have you. That's my take on it. And what we did will still be there. You know, like long after Lionel leaves this planet, which won't be for a long, long time, <laughs> he's just a child, um, Fast Play Athletics and, and the other impacts and what he's doing for NFL Alumni Club and what Brock is doing to change the face of football, this is going to live way longer than all of us. And Absolutely. that's exciting. Yeah. Really and exciting. the last quality that we found is that they speak the truth. Mm. They speak the truth uh, to themselves and they speak the truth to others to mm -hmm. empower others to have a life of their uh, greatest uh, dreams or greatest desires. Yeah. And all of that, all of these beautiful qualities you just read come together to create a being who has service in the focus, you know, service as a priority. Do you want to do your, your reading from your book this morning? Well, thank you for inviting me to do that, Paula. Um, you know, as some of our listeners know, I have a new book coming out. It's called The uh, Courage to Change Everything. It'll be out on March 17th. They've been working on it for about six years. And it's strategies and wisdom to transform your life one day at a time. And I wanted to do a reading today from uh, day 13 of that book. So 
courage dwells in the soul and is released with daily actions towards noble goals. Only you can predict the heights you stand you you can soar to, but you won't know how high you can soar until you tap into the superconscious mind and align your thinking with inspired actions. Why would you try to make your life work by using the same thoughts that have successfully stopped you from having what you want? Makes no sense. Wouldn't you rather tap into a source of answers that's greater than what you've been getting? There is a truism that says, the mind is the cause of your bondage and the mind is the cause of your liberation. Do you know we have two minds? There's a lower sense mind, which is supporting the ego and limited self, and a higher or superconscious mind that works with the soul. Most people only work with the lower mind. The proof of this is that they are asking basic questions to keep them limited and stuck in their thoughts and behavior patterns. But the person who is evolving mentally, emotionally, and spiritually has reached an awareness or state of consciousness where they are identifying with the inner self and are asking questions which will put spirit to work for them. This works by tapping into the infinite mind, by asking questions that will boost your success and opening possibilities that you may never thought of before. Mm, Very nice, very nice. And I think that's a hugely important piece you know, everybody's trying to fix their life with that conscious mind, which is only 5% of our mind functioning. The subconscious and the superconscious, I think, are where we can really do something important. Well, we and, absolutely and can, dramatic. Paula. As you know, you work with us all the time. We can reprogram our subconscious thinking. Uh, we can do that through many, many ways. We can mm-hmm. do it through, uh, through positive actions. We can do it through positive affirmation. We can do it by... Uh, certain forms of prayer. We can do it by uh, service, uh, sense of service and giving. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to reprogram mm-hmm. your thinking, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, I, I, re- I know mm-hmm. myself when, um, uh, when I'm feeling down or out, the first thing I do is try to find somebody else that's feeling worse than me, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, I had to reprogram. I had to program mm-hmm. that in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. I, in, the, in the past, I would just sit around and worry and, and, and mope about what's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of going out and being positive around it. And doing that then puts you in the position of being of service. And that's one of the hugest levels at which we can operate. You know, when I'm working with grieving people, I take them through, like, you know, grief tends to follow this seven phase, seven phases that are similar to the energy centers. And the last center, the crown, is connection to higher mind, connection to God, connection to spirit. And when we're coming from there, it just is a natural flow to be of service to others. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'd like to end this little segment with three amazing questions mm-hmm. that our listeners can ask themselves today to tap into those higher realms of consciousness. Number mm-hmm. one, what are the most important questions that you can ask to increase your awareness and prosper? Think about that. What are the most important questions you can ask yourself to increase your awareness and prosper? Number two, How, I'll put this in the first person, how will I increase my magnetism and charisma to accomplish my greatest dreams? Mm. And number three, if I were to let go of my limited thinking, what would be possible for me? Mm -hmm. That's huge. That is huge because our limited thinking is what holds us back. And we are going to be talking to a couple of gentlemen who are very unlimited in their thinking (laughs) In just a moment, when we come back, we'll be talking with Lionel Hamilton, 
former NFL player for the New Orleans Saints. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Welcome back to Transition Radio with Ken Foster and Paula Shaw. Today, we're talking about stardom to service. And we are brought to you by Sherry Blair. And I have the privilege now of introducing our first guest, Lionel Hamilton. Lionel Maurice, actually, oh. Hamilton, was born and raised in the inner city of Stock, Stockton. I started to say Stockholm. <laughs> That's not the same place. Stockton, California. And with constant encouragement from his parents, who promoted a never-say-I-can't work ethic and a solid family support system and unwavering faith in God, Lionel grew up believing he could. And so he did. I love that. In 2003, he signed a letter of intent to play football with San Diego State. He was an Aztec San Diego fans and earned multiple awards as a running back, starting in, even in his freshman year. In 2008, he signed as a free agent with the New Orleans Saints in the NFL and was part of that team in 2010 when they won the Super Bowl. So, very exciting. And not only did he achieve stardom in the NFL, but now in his life, after the NFL, he has formed a a nationwide forum for current and former professional athletes to present themselves as coaches, (coughs) emphasizing their expertise at specific positions. And that is the company called Fast Play Athletics. Oh, wait. As if that wasn't enough, (laughs) Lionel is now the new president of the NFL Alumni Club here in San Diego. So we have a real underachiever here. (laughs) (laughs) This man needs something to do. Yeah, he does. All right. Ooh, I well, talk about welcome, embodying. Well, thank you. Them. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And um, everything you were saying through the bio, and uh, it's, it's 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 hit on. Just even me listening to that, I think, oh my gosh, like just to hear it out loud, I am pretty busy. But it all comes it all comes together. You know, I, when we talk about fast play athletics and what we were able to put together for fast play athletics, it was all centered around helping NFL players, now professional athletes in general. Uh, transition into their second career but keeping the love of the game that they had uh, as a child and and, and be able to use that to uh, teach the younger generation uh, it's it's been huge for these guys huge for me Mm. so um and from that's I I think when I when I first started doing this when I first started coaching um that was one of the biggest things I, I knew I knew was just that how can I really put myself in a place where I can really share 
all the knowledge I was able to gain through the years of playing football mm-hmm. and be able to teach it to the younger generation. And I know that same feeling of not long, no longer playing anymore was probably a lot of players, a lot of my peers felt the same way. Mm-hmm. That all this knowledge, how can I use it, you know? Um, I mean, I was a professional athlete, so every single day for four, three years, I had to constantly think about football, football, football. I didn't have the luxury of thinking other things because uh-huh. it was so, like, imprinted that, you know, you Intense. have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. You have to be uh, prepared and fully equipped and, and mentally and physically ready to play the game. So when, when, when players leave the NFL and they're like, okay, I have all this time now, that's one of the scariest things is that, one, you have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Two, what am I going to do with that time? <laughs> and I know, I know, and I know for some people in the working force is like, man, I wish I had free time. Yeah. But when you've been since, I would say, high school and in college, of somebody controlling your time every single day and you have a schedule, to not have a schedule and then to also try to be productive not having a schedule mm-hmm. it becomes uh to be a little mind-boggling there so and um, i think a lot of people have the illusion mm-hmm. that every former nfl player is rich beyond our wildest dreams and that's not necessarily the that's case that's not is the it? case at all there's so many different levels of you know the the, the pay that these players get and the mm-hmm. incentives behind playing the game and contracts mm-hmm. so i think that you know uh there are I would say a good number of players that have to, after playing the league, get into the workforce mm-hmm. and, and be able to have that plan B to continue their lives and taking care of their families. And that's a huge piece because yeah. you're finishing your career at the age of 28, 30 years old. <laughs> wow. And there's so much more life to live. So um, thank you very much for the bio and, and uh, thank you very much for having me on board. I'm very excited to be here and to uh, – finally take on a position where I feel like I can even help players even more so. Yeah, so I, this... I have a question for you. You know, with the uh, with the transitions that players go through, how important is the skill sets that they learned in the NFL, you know, the mind, the physical exercise, the you know, the skills, the uh, physical skills? Yeah. How, how important is that to the transition? Well, I would say one thing is, one thing about football, it, 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 it's a, it's, it plays a part in life, you know, discipline. Uh, having to be on time and, and, and you know, being able to handle uh, not wanting to do something or not feeling like doing something, yeah. sometimes mentally and physically, <clears throat> but knowing that, you know, it's a, your responsibility mm. to not only your family, yourself, but also your teammates and your, your, your group of players that's around you to show up every single day. So mm. that you take that off the field and you place that in any other kind of category when it comes to the workforce. It's almost the same exact thing, or at least you will want that attitude from your from your employees or your counterparts to feel that way about the the team of, of people that you're with. Uh, so I think that a lot of a lot of what you see, and I, I come to find out that a lot of businesses love to have former professional athletes a part of what they do because they already have that work ethic that's there yes. and a discipline that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that a lot of times. Um, it becomes, you know what, that part of us is, is, is very beneficial to others. Uh, where the only thing is, okay, where do I go to right after I finish? What can I get in? Who do I right. meet? I mean, where do I go from here? And that's for a lot of, really for the ones that didn't really, you know, get a chance to finish school. They came out probably early. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, when you, if you finish school, you have a little bit of an idea of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So you find yourself going into that field, whether it's um, communication, some kind of communications are or criminal justice. You know, I know a lot of players that 
got into the uh, law, got into law enforcement after I've been playing. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know. Um, so often when you have played at that level, you know, once we had a, a Navy SEAL on the show, oh, and I and I kind of likened the two of you. You know, when you've been at that level of intensity and training and commitment yeah. and focus, then to go into the regular world is sort of like, oh, ah, you know. That, what do I do here? You know, because yeah. most people are not operating on that level, are they? But I true. can see what you're saying, how valuable you would be in whatever work you do if you bring that with yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, um, very excited about being an NFL uh, alumni president. Yes. I have so many Just players. Just going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. How did you get involved too. with that? So, you know what? How I got involved is what I was doing, some of the things I was doing with my company, Fast Play Athletics, and getting a lot of players involved. We got like 250 players involved in the first year. Wow. So, I mean, I think the relationship is huge. And and that's what the NFL alumni and the NFLPA, those chapters, they, their goal is to bring players together and teach them the different benefits and help them mm-hmm. transition and know about the different um, programs that are there for them. So uh, I was uh, for two years. I was the NFL PA's vice president, and then when it came around where there was needed a president for the NFL alumni, uh, I had other players speak on my behalf and making me the president. And that was that. That speaks, that speaks volumes. Uh, speaks you know, volumes. Of, yeah. You know how they felt about me and some things I was doing, and knowing that you know I take this serious. And I really care about players. Mm-hmm. And um, when you talk about win-win. That win-win for me was fast play athletics, being able to help players reach the same heights in terms of training and, 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 and being able to have that fulfillment of, okay, I'm helping somebody else do yes. what I did yeah. at a high level. And it's, it's meaningful for them to be a part of what I'm doing. That was a win for me to see that they felt the same way about fast play athletics. Uh, and now I'm doing that here with the alumni board. So the biggest thing about this is, is that, you know, we no longer have the Chargers, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. So it's almost like the all eyes is on us uh, in terms of, you know, what we do here in San Diego. And I love it because like, we have some great programs and some great uh, events coming up. And mm-hmm. this weekend alone is the Super Bowl weekend. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we, we put together a free camp for the kids that's going to happen at Claremont. It's called Need for Speed, uh, but it's a Super Bowl camp. And we're allowing free kids to come out and have fun. We have, you know, a lot of volunteer NFL coaches, who are gonna, players who are going to come out and coach these oh, kids. that's great. So it's exciting to see those guys come out with their free time and, and say, hey, you know, let's have some fun with these kids. The Super Bowl viewing party is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for you to go to the Super Bowl viewing party now, you have to go to the camp. That's what we're going to do, uh, the RSVP for the, uh, for the viewing party. But it's an opportunity that we're going to have downtown for the kids to come out for free have some fun games and watch the NFL uh, Super Bowl with other NFL players and their kids. So it's a, a kids function primarily. Yeah, they, between the ages five and fourteen for kids. Uh, yeah, to meet the players and meet the meet the players in your area and also those mm-hmm. Super Bowl champions that have won that game also in your area is what we're doing here for twenty eighteen. That's so cool. Yeah. And I, I think to to bring the the alumni club more into the community, right? You know, I, I have to just take a moment here and say, as you well know, Lionel, I am a member of that club. Nice. And how I joined is really sort of funny because I just thought it was a bunch of people who like to get together and watch football. <sighs> and when I walked into that first dinner where I met you, here are all these huge men, and I was like, oh my god, this yes. is the real thing. Yes. But what I love about it is 
all the efforts of the alumni club to get out and do things for all kinds of different people to help, yeah. especially the kids. And that is a point. That's definitely the point. Not only uh, is this chapter advocating for uh, a good Super Bowl weekend for the future for mm -hmm. San Diego, but we're also advocating for the wellness program, helping. Yeah, uh, San talk Diego a little Unif bit about that. Yeah, San Diego Unified School District. I know you understand what happened with the funding of the edu uh, the physical education program. Mm -hmm. uh, they lost a lot of funding. Uh, for that so our goal is to find a way to help them one create more funds for it but also give a program uh, for free to the schools that's going to help incorporate that physical component and our way of doing that was building a wellness program and the wellness program we have taken on uh, five dimensions of wellness there's eight we have taken on five. You know Let's what, now we want to hear more about that. And <laughs> yeah, we got so we're out of time. We've got to we take a quick yeah, break. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Attention business owners, the feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you, who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free conversation confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. Is living in today's fast-paced world making you feel stressed and out of balance? Are anxiety, sleeplessness, depression, lack of focus, or weight gain robbing you of your relationship and your energy? If you're ready for change, you need to call Paula Shaw at Rebalancing You. Paula helps you identify and eliminate self-sabotaging thinking and behavior. Using a wide variety of mind-body techniques, she provides her clients with the most effective processes for their specific needs. To book a rebalancing session with Paula, call 858-480-9200. That's 858-480-9234. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio. We're here with Lionel Hamilton today and Brock Watson very shortly. Lino, you were talking just a minute ago, because, of course, if you just tuned in, let me say that Lionel is Super Bowl champion from the New Orleans Saints in 2010. But he today is very involved in our community here in San Diego, and he was just talking about this wellness program that's been created by the NFL Alumni Club to bring to the schools. Yes, the, the wellness program is a way of uh, bringing uh, overall wellness to our children, to our students. And that's basically the ones that we have uh, taken on. It's the eight, dimension, eight dimensions of wellness, but we're taking on five for our kids. And that's the physical wellness, the environmental wellness, social wellness, environment, I'm sorry, I said that, social wellness, mm -hmm. emotional wellness, 
and also the uh, intellectual wellness. Mm -hmm. And through that, we're doing one, we're doing an assembly where we're bringing out our players and other professional athletes to come out and speak to them oh, and speak great. about one particular wellness and their experience with that. But we also, the next day, we're doing an activities day mm -hmm. at the school, mm -hmm. and that's going to consist of a physical evaluation and then a scavenger hunt, which is very fun. It, it helps them to understand uh, who they are as a, as a person and, and what makes them tick at, wow. a, at that age, which is a very exciting. Uh, but then that's one that's one thing that you know NFL alumni were advocating for. The second thing is uh, NFL Leagues United, which is an amazing league. Uh, what uh, is <laughs> NFL Leagues United? Well, you know, uh, it's, it's a it's a non uh, padded uh, league that emphasizes on um, safety, education, community, and transition. And we have you know we have somebody great here that can actually speak about this. And and I'd like to introduce that great yeah. person. Uh, his <laughs> name is it, Brock Ken. Watson, and <laughs> Brock is a San Diego native and a graduate of SDSU. Brock played football at Mira Mesa High School and was named defensive captain in 1998, national all-star team. And then Brock uh, uh, pursued a career in entertainment where he served as A&R for Independent Label and to Warner Brothers. He also uh, has years of youth football coaching experience, uh, five of the last years with the non-contact leagues. And that's what we're going to talk to you about today. Now, that's exciting. The NFL League... Uh, United. Is that right? NFL Leagues United. Yes, yes. yes. Thank you for having non -contact me Non-contact leagues. I would like a definition of what exactly that means. <laughs> so now we get non-contact in football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Non-contact, obviously, you know, with, with the concerns of uh, injuries, CTE being a hot Absolutely topic, hot topic right now, um, especially for the, for the younger kids. Um, non-contact is just a way for them to participate in football um, competitively uh, and reducing the, the risk of injury. So do they actually about, have no contact? The, the upper leagues have a little bit of what's called stock blocking is mostly with the hands and things like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, they can be prepared to play tackle football if that's what they choose to do. But the younger kids, they play flag football. And then as they get old, they move to seven on seven and eight man, which is still non-contact. Ah. So I want to, I want to let you know, Brock, I interviewed my grandson this morning <laughs> because I heard you were going to be on the show <laughs> and I asked him because he played in your league <laughs> and I asked him, is there anything I should uh, tell Brock he should improve upon or uh, we should do differently? He looked at me like, no, grandpa, it was really good. Good experience. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad he had, yeah. uh, had a great time. And, and a lot of the kids, they, they have an awesome time uh, coming out there to play, uh, running around, having some fun. Um, but as, as Lionel mentioned, our main focus is transition, mm -hmm. uh, transitioning these kids to go into high school or go into youth tackle football if that's what they choose to do. And, and we focus really on developing student athletes mm -hmm. and not just athletes, because okay? mm -hmm. a, a lot of the other leagues out there, they're, they're focused, they're, they're mainly geared towards tournament style play and things like that. Ours is, uh, like I said, more developmental. Uh, we bring in some of the great players that uh, Lionel has, uh, as well as partnering with our local city high school football coaches. Well, one of the things my grandson loved, and I loved when I was there watching his games, was that uh, you actually have the NFL jerseys on oh, all yeah. the kids. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we are an NFL flag league, so we are uh, underneath their their moniker. So we get all of the, uh, you know, the cool swag and all the uh, jerseys and things. <laughs> and that's important and the, kids the kids love that. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So... Um, you know, and as I was mentioning, the, the, the focus is developing student athletes. So 
some of the other leagues, uh, they're focused more on, you know, uh, tournament style. Ours is developmental on three phases, uh, community building, a, a, you know, building a fence around everybody's community, mm-hmm. getting to know the players, get the coaches, the high school coaches, and really building a tight knit community within your district nice. uh, onto academics where all of our players have to have academic standards coming in. And we've even yeah. uh, developed innovative ways to incorporate yeah. academics into the game day experience to really drive home the importance of being academically prepared. So our kids can, you know, win or lose a game by being academically prepared. Mm. So that doesn't, that means that, you know, maybe your mo doesn't have to be your superstar that wins you the game. It could be, you know, a less athletic person and win you the game and be the superstar for your team just because he's academically prepared. Wow, that's That's, that's powerful. Important. Explain how that goes, though, so they understand. Okay, so one of the things that we've done, so in their standard flag football league or standard non-contact leagues, you have once you score a point, once you score a touchdown, you have an option of three different types of extra points from various uh, distances. We got rid of the one point, which is from five yards, and replaced it with an academic question submitted by uh, teachers from uh, of the kids on the team. Mm-hmm. So it's for their grade level. And each team has an academic captain for that week. Okay? So, and it has to be a different one each week. So everybody gets a chance. And if they score a touchdown, they have you know, a certain amount of time to answer this academic question. They get it right, they get the point. So like I said, if they win, is it about get, football? Is it about animals travel? No, it, it's, what, what is it's, it about? it's it's based on what they're learning in school. So it could be mathematics, mm-hmm. it could be history, it could be all that stuff. Wow, that is so fabulous! Right. So they know it's not just about what they can do physically. Right. They better be smart too. They right. better be prepared. Right. Because the thing with athletics, good message. Because the thing with athletics is, you know, as athletes growing up, you understand that if you don't practice dirt well during the week it's going to show up on the game but you have the next week to rectify that before your next game Mm -hmm. when academics you know as a kid you kind of just pass through pass through and then by the time you realize that hey i'm not ready you can't go back you Mm -hmm. can't go back to fifth grade it's too late yeah so we want to drive that home like hey you need to know and you need to know now because by the time it's time you need to be ready and so is that part of the requirement for these kids being able to be on the team yeah, well, they have to meet academic standards as far as attendance and grades and things like that wow. just to be eligible to play. Now, if they start slacking off, we monitor that during the season, throughout the season. If they start slipping a little bit, we, you know, pull them aside. Uh, if it happens continually, they're ineligible, but it doesn't end there. We don't say you're just ineligible. We provide resources for them to get back on track. We've teamed oh, up wow. with uh, firms like uh, organizations like uh, United Way and things like that to, to kind of help the kids get back on track. I, I have a question mm. for you around, um, you know, how is the uh, NFL leagues addressing uh, the issues of concussion on the fields? Um, is that is that something you guys address? Um, well, we, we had that question actually, actually yesterday. Um, the issue with concussions is, is kind of a, a tricky one. Um, and we're actually, we actually are producing an article about it right now. I think here in the States, football is the, the poster child of CTE. But globally, it's not just football. Mm-hmm. Soccer, if you go overseas, mm-hmm. there's studies on CTE for soccer. because you know, Oh, absolutely. Right, right. Because, I mean, there, there's, there's stats that say, you know, 
the highest rate of concussions is in youth soccer, yeah. girls soccer, actually, mm. to be to be exact. Mm-hmm. But I think since you know football is the main sport here in in the states, it gets most of the attention. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a it's a sport. It's all sports combined are looking at ways to reduce the uh, head injuries, the impacts that you have with you know. Well, one of, one of my pet peeves is uh, standards for the uh, for the field compression. And I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. If if they're on the artificial turf, there's mm-hmm. uh, you know they can measure compression uh, ratios, right? Um, and you know if they're not up to standard, you know I think on a lot of fields they're not allowing the kids to play anymore. But I don't know if your organization's involved in that, but they should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, we well we help. So we, Put that on your list. We're 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 not we're not involved in that. Uh, you know may, we would like to be, uh, but. You know, we what we are is an outlet for those parents that are have those concerns mm-hmm. that uh, want to hold their kids out to uh, till high school, uh, which has been recommended by a lot of people, uh, but still get the experience of playing football and the lessons learned, life lessons learned by being involved Teams. in sports. That's exactly, cool. exactly. And, you know, our high school coaches love it because, you know, previous years, They've get they've received kids that have had years and years of tackle experience, so they're ready to go. Well, now they're getting new kids that are ready to go. They have to start from scratch and things like that. And you're starting to see football participation numbers at the high school level drop. So um, that's one of our missions is to help boost these numbers by providing a platform for parents to you know have their kids involved in a safe manner. How, how do people find out about you and and register their children? For and is their... it a separate league, like a Pop Warner kind of thing or something? It's something parents um, register their children into? It's not happening through the schools, is it's that It's not correct? happening through the schools. We are partnered with the schools where the high school coaches come out and help out to uh-huh. get them ready. But, excuse me, you have to go on and register on our website, okay. uh, NFLLeagueUnited.com. Uh, spring registration is open right now. Um, and we have an amazing special going on right now, thanks to you know partners like um, NFL, NFL Alumni Association uh-huh. and things like that. Yay. Our normal price registration price is two twenty five, but due to contributions like that and and our partners, our high school partners, we we're able to drop it down to eighty dollars. Oh come Eight? on, Eight, really? Eighty dollars? No, sorry, sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. Wow. 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 Yeah, but you have to register by. The fifth, so you got about a week to get in there. So. About, about a week, okay. And, and again, let, go let's online. repeat that website yeah. one yeah. time. Um, NFLLeaguesUnited.com. All right, and we will be talking more about all of this in our next segment. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. There's a question many of us ask ourselves when we are grieving. When will this pain ever end? Life transition coach and grief recovery specialist Paula Shaw wants you to know there is light at the end of the tunnel. In her new best-selling book, Paula gives you information and practical exercises you can use right away in your recovery process, including breathing methods, the emotional freedom technique, energy psychology work, and many other healing tools. Grief, when will this pain ever end? Available now on Amazon.com. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio. We are so delighted this time of year when everybody's talking Super Bowl to have with us 
Lionel Hamilton today, former Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints, and Brock Watson, commissioner of NFL Leagues United, teaching children how to play football in a different, safer way. Correct, Brock? Correct. That would be correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've talked about so many wonderful things this morning. Well, I've got some more questions. All right. Brock, right. Yeah. I, I want to I I know, know, know a few things here. Okay. So we, uh, you know, because of safety concerns, um, some parents are now withholding their children to playing football till high school. Right. What do you think about that? I mean, it, as far as we're concerned, that's um, that that that's fine, and, it, and it, it's it, from the studies that we know of right now. Uh, that's what they're recommending. Um, I think there's need to be more studies to be. But but isn't it true it? that children can get injured uh, skateboarding, uh, snow skiing, um, uh, you know, running down the street, hiking and in, in mountains, gymnastics, right. gymnastics, oh, gymnastics. The, how about yeah. the girls cheerleader? One one hundred percent. There's there's risk in everything, right? So, but I think from a, a parent's standpoint, they they want to be as 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 safe as possible and take as many precautions as possible. And that's why we provide this league. Now we do support our youth tackle football leagues. Um, we're partnered with them with a lot of them. A lot of their coaches come out and help us coach so they can teach their kids this, uh, a proper. safer way, proper way to tackle and things like that in a safe environment where there's no contact, where they're really just learning the techniques. So when they do get out and start tackling, they're doing it in the safest possible manner. So mm -hmm. we do support the youth tackle. Yeah, you know what you brought up uh parents that are, are not allowing their kids to play high school ball. But a lot of a lot of times, uh it really at that age, these kids are becoming teenagers. If this is a sport that they really want to do and they see themselves playing, a lot of times it's the kids' decision if they want to play for that high school team, majority of the time. But I do see a lot of parents now not wanting their kids to play football entirely, which I'm not a you know, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of because it's such a great sport and a mm -hmm. great way to team bond and meet people. Oh, um, yeah. I have so many players that, you know, come from out of the country that comes to uh, uh the states and they they learn their first friends are on their team and <laughs> some of them are football players too. So it's uh I would say that, you know, there is a piece of, you know, uh outside of the uh the, the physical portion of playing sports or playing football, there's a component of uh, the, the, the team bonding and the meeting people and actually coming mm. together. Uh, you can do that with other sports, definitely. Uh, but I think anybody that's a football player knows the grit and the grind. And, <laughs> and football is like another beast by itself. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would add on to that. I mean, even going to in, in high school, um, the teams are smaller nowadays because participation. But back when we played – you know, oh, yeah. scout teams and third team and all the all those guys, most of those guys were not at they weren't huge athletes. They just wanted to be a part of a the part team. Of they wanted to be part of family and everything yeah, else. You know, so it goes back to bonding. This, yeah, we talked about this too, is that you know, in high school, uh football is your first sport. It's a first sport for this for the year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a great team or even the bonding of a team kind of trickles down into your basketball team, it trickles down into your track program. That's why athletic directors are always big on, hey, let's start off fast with our football mm -hmm. team being successful. Sure. It's going to trickle down for And it impacts team. the whole student body. You know, it, body, it impacts the energy community. of how people feel about yeah. that's right, mm -hmm. the community of the school. Yes. It brings and, people and together. It brings people together. It really yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, I do think that sports have a beautiful place in teaching people 
people skills, and, too. And we can't let fear drive our decisions. We need to use fear to develop our better safety yes, uh, equipment, exactly. safety mm-hmm. techniques, so that people mm-hmm. can really uh, benefit from yeah. everything we're talking about. Better leagues like NFL Leagues United. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Better yeah. leagues and, and, better, and better coaches. You know, we, we, we take uh, big strides in, in making sure our coaches are prepared uh, with the help of uh, Freddie Kiaho, former Super Bowl champion himself. Uh, he comes out and, and does a clinic for us and, and teaches all of our coaches how to be proper coaches, not only on the field with techniques, but also how to deal with issues that come up with parents. And that's and things kind of like a that. pet peeve for a lot of parents, I'm sure, myself included, is <laughs> when you get a coach that really has not been skilled in, he, he's unaware of what's happening on the field and he's unaware of of uh, some of the techniques, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's just going out there and go out and catch the ball boys. Right. Um, that that's, I think that's a disservice to everybody. Right. Right. And our big thing is we want to teach, uh, the hows and the, the whys and not just the what's to do. So don't just tell me, Oh, I want you to run this route. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. why are you doing this yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. So you yeah. really start to get the, 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 um, intellectual part of the game going, but you know, uh, a lot of leagues are strapped. They don't have a lot of the resources that some of the other leagues, like we are partnership with the NFL Alumni Association. So they rely on their dads and their moms. There's a lot of mom coaches out there too. And so, you know, they're doing the best they can. Yeah. A lot of times they just don't have the resources to, to be able to do that. Is yeah. NFL league just in San Diego? Is it around the country? It's actually global. Uh, global. We, yeah, we expanded it here and we're launching a league in, in Mexico here shortly. And actually Turkey is on, on the radar as well. So that yeah. is so cool. Yeah. And you know, I would like to ask each of you because we, we started our show today talking about the value of being of service and having yes. a life with meaning and purpose. You know, Lionel, you tell me first and Brock, then you please like, what does it feel like to you? Why is it important to you to be of service? Yeah, so the biggest thing I, I would say about four months ago, I, I read this quote and you can forgive me. I don't know how to pronounce the last name uh, of this person, but the quote goes, service is the rent we pay for, for the privilege of living on this earth. Service is the the rent rent we pay pay for the privilege of living on this earth. And I strongly believe that. Mm. And I believe that, um, just in my life, my family was that, you know, my Mm. mom, my dad, they opened up their house for family members or friends that needed somewhere to stay. And I, I taught that I teach that now to even my kids when I bring them out to a camp. Uh, I took my son out to one of my camps and we had, you know, tons of Subway sandwiches and we were left with a lot of them. So I did, we walked down, uh, down the way in this homeless area and we gave away sandwiches. My, my son had a ball, got on his bike and he was Aww. passing around sandwiches. And I want him to always remember that, you know, we're blessed to be where we're at mm-hmm. in our lives and, and giving back is one of the best things we can ever do for each other is actually give something back, whether it's, uh, it can be simple knowledge or yes. wisdom. Yes. And um, that's what I pray for all the Beautiful. time, wisdom. It can be a Beautiful. smile. Yeah, it could be a smile. And exactly. you, Brock? Mm-hmm. And that's funny that Malinel mentioned that about his, his mom opening up the, their family home. My mom was exactly the same way. All throughout high school, I think we probably had like five or six uh, of our friends staying with us. And, and my mom was second mom to about six other mm. six other guys. So um, it's the same thing. And I think those values get get passed down uh, to me, and I try to pass that down to my son as well. I think, you know, if you have value to give and you have, um, you know, the ability to give, it's selfish to just hold withhold mm-hmm. that. And I get joy out of seeing mm-hmm. others 
be propped up by what I am able to provide them or service I'm able to give them. Mm -hmm. That's good. Who is the co-pither, uh, Lionel? Do you remember the uh, woman's Yes, name? her name is Shirley uh, Chisholm. 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 Yes. Chisholm. Yes. 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 That age, yeah. yes, yes. Well, thank you, Shirley. Yeah. That was so that beautiful. Was, that was really good. Yeah. And I think, I think the point you all make is so important that service gives us a sense of meaning and purpose. It, it's bigger than, okay, I got to earn some money this week so we can have this and we can have that. It's, okay, this is what my soul is contributing on the planet. True. And you two have contributed in such a big way, in so many ways. And I'm so grateful that you you came here to spend some time with us today because Absolutely. this has just been so I wanna, so I want to find out. It's been amazing. Thank you, both of you, for being on the show. I want our listeners to know how they can get a hold of both of you yes. and your organizations. So um, let's go first, Lionel, and tell people how we can. Yes, you could definitely get in contact with me through a number of ways. One is fastplayathletics.com. Uh, the, the email is fastplayathleticsinc at gmail.com. Uh, Hamilton's Heart Foundation, we do a lot of different events. Uh, NFLalumni.org is where you can contact me as well. We're getting ready now uh, for our 2019 uh, Super Bowl weekend, which is going to consist of four-day weekend, which is a, a, a greeting, uh, I'm sorry, a welcoming a gala that's going to happen on Thursday, oh, wow. and it's going to then go into a uh, a golf event, you know, a charity golf event that's going to happen at Torrey Pines, and then we go into our camp that we had this past weekend, and also the viewing party. So very excited wow. for twenty nineteen. Nineteen, okay, yes, yes. woo! So San Diego <laughs> will be a Super Bowl extravaganza. Well, that's the, that's the plan for everybody to have that experience here in San Diego, to being a part of NFL on the biggest day, which is Super Bowl weekend, yes. which is Super Bowl the most televised sport uh, that day uh, in the world. Mm -hmm. Wow. And Brock, how can people find out more about uh, NFL Leagues United? Yeah, they can go to the website, uh, NFLLeaguesUnited.com, and, and learn about everything we're doing there. We also have a calendar of events where it also links up with um, uh, Fast Play Athletics in, in the camps that they have going on as well. Uh, you could also find us on social media, Instagram at NFL underscore leagues underscore united or on facebook at uh nfl leagues united fabulous and do you have a facebook page too yes Ryan? i do hamilton's heart foundation has a facebook page also fast play athletics has a facebook page and a um instagram so. okay <laughs> and hamilton heart that that's doing um fundraising kinds of things right yes it is all right yes, well is. you'll have to come back and tell us more about that in and the I future will. Will. <laughs> we want to thank you both so much for being with us today right. wow we'll be back with transition radio and your hosts paula shaw and candy foster There's a question many of us ask ourselves when we are grieving. When will this pain ever end? Life transition coach and grief recovery specialist Paula Shaw wants you to know there is light at the end of the tunnel. In her new best-selling book, Paula gives you information and practical exercises you can use right away in your recovery process, including breathing methods, the emotional freedom technique, energy psychology work, and many other healing tools. Grief, when will this pain ever end? Available now on Amazon.com. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. 
Well, welcome back. What an amazing show we had today. Ooh, ooh boy. Yeah, you know, when you got uh, NFL great Lionel Hamilton and uh, Brock uh, Watson. Watson from the... Uh, NFL Leagues United. Boy, I'm doing good at that. I'm so glad we got each other. <laughs> anyway, it was a powerful show. What, what was the uh, highlights for you of this show, Paula? Oh, boy, so many. But I think really just the shining example that both of these men are, that their whole lives are not consumed with making more money, getting ahead, and all of that. You know, they're, they're successful men, and that's wonderful, mm-hmm. but they're also very, very committed to sharing with others. And I loved how they both said their moms kind of were at the heart of that lesson for them because they opened their homes to people all the time. You know, whoever needed a, a meal or a place to stay, their moms were there. Yeah. Well, you know, Lovely. for me, it was, the, it was that inspiration, knowing that, uh, you know, there's two more uh, amazing men in this community and in this world that are really helping other men uh, to raise their lives, you know, young boys and men raise their lives mm-hmm. up with high values and high standards. Uh, incredible show. You know, I also want to say that, uh, you know, in the beginning we talked about the uh, habits of positive impactors, and I have to say every one of those seven values are our two guests. Absolutely embodied by these two. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that uh, we also want to mention, I think that, there, this, the core of what we talked about today, this idea that life can bring you success and life can bring you money and life can bring you what we all might call stardom. Mm-hmm. But if we stop there, if we just, if we don't want more than that, or if we don't seek more, because this didn't just fall into their laps, these two gentlemen are working and putting their time and their effort in every day in the, in the service ventures that they're in. And I think that's something we all need to remember. To go you, that extra mile you know, to help one of, somebody. Yeah, one of the things that uh, Lyle said that I think is worth repeating is that the discipline that he went through taught you how to uh, do things when you don't feel like doing them. Yeah, that was a great And I think statement. so many people out there, uh, you know, we live in duality. We live in uh, up, down, right, left, black, white, uh, daylight, sunlight, right? Mm. And a lot of people are trying to cut duality in half. In other words... They want, they want all the joy, but they're not willing to go through all the pain. <laughs> and if you can't go through the pain and the yeah. struggle, you'll never get the joy and the happiness. And I think that's they drove us home. That drove home to me mm-hmm. today when I was listening to that. And you know what makes me really happy, too? Because I think it's important, that, and we talked about it today, this concussion situation, the, the CTE problems, they're serious and they're real. Mm-hmm. But... We don't want to lose the value of team sports because of potential danger. So I love it that there's an effort here to make it safer, that we don't have to lose those great qualities like focus and discipline and teamwork, you know, that, that kids learn in sports and that we get to experience in sports. I think, but this effort to just make it happen in a, in a safer way is really cool. Well, you know, that that's another point that uh, Brock Watson, the uh, NFL League's United Commissioner, uh, drove home, that they're, you know, one of their primary missions is um, to uh, uh, drive safety, drive intellectual value uh, to the, uh, to the uh, young players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not about just going out there haphazardly. They, this league is... Uh, finding some of the best coaches. They're training those coaches. Mm-hmm. They're doing what it takes to, like we talked in the program, 
not let fear drive us away from our joy, yes. right? But using fear to understand how to plan what we need to plan to create more safety, more understanding, more wisdom in the, uh, in the uh, areas of sports. Yes, and wasn't that cool how they tie in the academics? So like, you know, you're, you aren't going to get that extra point unless you know the answer to this problem or this question that has to do with what you studied in school that week. I think that's brilliant. And it, it glorifies another aspect of the human being, not just the physical skills, but the mental skills. And I think the emotional skills are definitely built through the teamwork as Absolutely. well. And last but not least, uh, I want to just mention the uh, ways to get a hold of uh, Lionel, ha- Lionel Hamilton and Brock Watson. Sometimes I can't talk. Um, <laughs> Uh, NFL Leagues United, you can Google that, uh, NFL Leagues United, to get a hold of Brock and uh, that organization, or Fast Play Athletics, you can uh, do the same thing. Listen to more Transition Radio, go to transitionradioshow.com, or you can just Google us, Transition Radio or Transition Radio, and you can also hear us on... KCBQ KCBQ. here in San Diego, AM 1170, or just ask Alexa. There you go. All right. (laughs) And our gratitude to our sponsor, Sherry Blair, your financial consultant. See you soon.